tribulation, but I know God. Satan wanna put me in a bow tie. Pray that the holy water don't go dry, yeah, yeah. As I look around me, so many motherfuckers wanna tell me. But they don't be gonna never drown me. In front of a dirty double mirror, they fell me. And I love myself. The world is a ghetto, big guns and big guys. We back like we never left. We back like we never <laughs> left. Hey. No, we left for a while. Yeah, too long, man. <laughs> Way too long. It's been what year and a half, maybe more. Something like that. For all, for you guys who don't know, we back. It's your boy <laughs> DJ Exhale, DJ. Hey, your boy DJ Three Hundred International, man. Back like we never left. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You had to make a comeback, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, we're back with a new podcast. La Mia Podcast. La Mia um, Podcast. We're going to be bringing you um, lots of lots of cool things, right? Shout out and respect to our last podcast on yeah. the set. Gotta show love. Yeah. Shout out to Tay, too, man. For, for sure. Shout out to the Takeover. Takeover. You know, we're going to have him on soon. Oh, yeah. He's coming. When he sees this, he's going to be like, yo, where, where, <laughs> what's up? What, what happened? Why didn't y'all call me? <laughs> nah, no doubt. But we definitely wanted to bring you this to, um, you know, um, just kind of share, share lots of things, you know. And uh, for those of you who don't know who we are, I guess maybe we should kind of like introduce ourselves to them. So they, you yeah, know. this is a new podcast. So we're going to treat it as a new podcast. You know, my name is Steven, a.k.a. DJ Exhale, the one and only. Yep. So you want to tell, tell them a little oh, bit so, about oh, yourself? Oh, yeah, yeah, introduction. Yeah. This is an introduction podcast. Yeah. That's my bad. Well, I'm from Davie, born and raised in Florida. I started DJing when I was about 17, did my first party by 18, you know, 
that's when I was like, yo, this is going to be my shit. This is what I want to do for a long, long, long time, forever. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I moved to Tally. I did a lot of my gigs up there. I learned to really hone my skills as a DJ. Moved to Orlando, did a lot of private events. And I, that's where Exhale Entertainment started. And when I moved back uh, to hometown, you know, I met my boy here. We started La Mia Event Group, and uh, we really elevated the experience. We we changed up how we do things, and, and that's kind of like where, as a DJ, I've learned to grow. And uh, that's kind of where I'm at, and I just want to keep doing it. And this podcast is going to be a reflection of everything I've learned, and that's something I want to bring to this podcast And while we're doing it today. Yep. And you guys, some of you might know me, some of you don't. My name is uh, DJ 300 International, originally from Los Angeles, California. Um, been out here in South Florida for many, many, many years, probably over 20 years. But um, um, love the art of DJing. Um, love the art of DJing. Um, it, that's what, that's what um, really made me want to start DJing was back in the day the djs were really using their hands and doing things and i felt like that was the art that i wanted to do because i did everything i did i was a rapper i was a dancer i was a break dancer you know i did all of that all of that all of that so um djing was one of those things that that was always in the back of my mind as a little kid um i had uncles and cousins who were djs and always had a love always and then developed a passion over the years just watching how the dj culture started to grow um but never did i ever think and i don't think anyone at that time um ever thought that you can make a living djing um but i'm here to tell you that you can so for any djs that are tuned in um anyone that does arts in general like we're here to tell you that you can live off your craft off of what you love to do but um going back to me <laughs> going yeah, back to me so i went i went it's everywhere so but yeah. um so yeah so just i've been djing for over well over 20 years um you know been doing it professionally started making money when i was really young when i was a teenager um, not making much, but I was making money. Um, so now, um, fast forward to where we're at now, you know, I've, I've done everything from radio to television to everything you can imagine. Um, so I've, I have a lot of experience when it comes to DJing. I have a lot of experience, uh, when it comes to, um, events and just that kind of thing and promotion. So, um, we're here, I'm here to share that side of, of knowledge that I have. Um, so I hope, you guys find value in this. Um, I know we're going to be talking about so many different things. Um, so this, this, I think this podcast is going to not only help DJs, it's going to help um, people who want to hire DJs. We're going to be talking about music. We're going to be talking about DJ gear. I mean, just a lot of, a lot of cool stuff too. So um, we're also going to be sharing some of our locations where we're going to be DJing at and all that stuff. So 100%. you guys, so you guys, you know, if you're in the area or if you come to town, you guys are welcome to come check us out. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. You know uh, yeah, I mean? hella crazy. So that's 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 who I am. I just wanted to give you guys a quick um, one two on who I am. And I just to <laughs> piggyback on what he was saying about the introduction here, you know, like me growing into this DJ experience for me has been uh, somewhat of a journey because I literally went from bedroom to club to private events and I tried to learn and as I go and honestly when I ran into this guy is when I really was like all right there's a whole nother level to it there's not just this it's not just this setup or the way it's done or this music only and you got to really be open to that and that's something me as I'm still learning and I'm growing 
that uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward uh, to to accessing more of that information. So, uh, you know, for you guys viewing now, I want you guys to know that what this podcast is going to be about for me is is a learning experience. It's something I'm still learning. It's something that I'm still gathering knowledge about, learning from him, from other DJs, teaching myself. Uh, and I hope that this does that for you, because I know in the last three years or four years since we've been partnered up, that that's something that I've uh, gained a lot of knowledge about was because of him and because of everything I do now. So that's I think cool. It's super important. man. Yeah, that's dope. So, you know, so we're going to be sharing a lot of stuff. So maybe we should talk a little bit about so we can get kind of started with the whole with the whole podcast and the topics. You know what I think we should talk about how you and I met and how we got up to. The covid covid and yeah. then we'll talk about covid and then how we we came out of covid yeah yeah so let's talk about how we how we met first yeah, yeah, that's, that story was an interesting story so i i was i was looking for a spot to dj at and so as part of my uh initiation into this spot they wanted me to bring people and so i my luckily my birthday was falling around the same time around when i had started this place i think it was maybe like two or three weeks in when I had the spot. And so uh, my boy, uh, we had a mutual friend and I invited him and he brought him along, not even knowing that this man was even coming uh, to the site. Uh, I was DJing on my birthday. I had like 60 plus people show up and- uh, All right, stop right there. Stop right there. So that mutual friend, shout out to Jose. Um, he um, he was telling me, he's like, yo, I got, a, I got one of my homeboys, he's a DJ. He, he's having a birthday party coming up. You should you should come out and, and you know, meet him or whatever. So I was like, yeah, I'll come, you know, and sure enough, my boy hit me up. That night we got together, went over to the spot where he was DJing. I think it was, uh, what was it, Lucky Street? Right. Lucky yep. Street Tavern and Grill. It was a, like a restaurant, bar vibe, but we they were trying to do this club thing. So, you know, your boy had to show out and try to make it like a club. So I was trying to bring people and that's what we did and. And I, it was a very successful night, to say the mm -hmm. least. Um, and to top it off, you know, something I also learned by gaining DJ friends is DJs DJ for DJ's birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a tongue twister. But yeah. so, my, you know, before he was my boy, he was like, yeah, man, let me, you know, I want to jump on. Let me show you what I got. Let me jump on. I got you, bro. You should have some fun. Uh, I'll do a little set. I was like, bet. I, I'm, and mind you, I don't even know who this guy is. I'm going off of what Jose says. I'm going off what he he's telling me. I'm like, bet. Let's just let's give it a go. Boy jumps on, tearing it up for like an hour or so. And I'm just I'm having a great time. I'm vibing. I don't know, man. Next, you know, the night's ending and we're just ca we're catching up and we're getting to know each other. And bro, it's it literally time flew by after that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was it was. It was like, to, to say the least, it was like love at first sight. I was like, yo, we're going to figure this shit out. <laughs> you know, we were like, yo, what are we going to do? What's yeah. the next step? How are we going to elevate our DJ experience? What are we going to do next? What do we need to buy? Where do we need to go? Right. Where well, it took buy? a while. It yeah, took yeah, a while because yeah, we were. That was, what, that, was just, that, was, that was just the feeling I got right. once we started talking. Because sometimes you need, uh, there's a chemistry. There's a click. You got you to gotta feel that. You got to know it. You know, it's not something that happens with a lot of people. And so we really rode on that, you know, for a long, long time because that's really what got us here, right. you know, and, and, and really getting through some barriers too, you know. Right. So, yeah. So after that night, once once we met, we stayed in touch. I think we, we would get together 
and and that kind of thing. And then um, I think I think we first decided to do the the, the we, on we, the set podcast. I think was one of the first ideas, yeah, yeah. right? Because we were like working on individual websites. I was like, oh, how can I help you? Right. He was like, how can you help me? So he was trying to help me DJ, like learn how to scratch uh, a bunch of different things DJ wise. And then I was trying to help him on the marketing side and the website stuff. And and, right. and somehow we ended up collaborating to so, do a podcast eventually. So this is what happened. I had already had an idea for a podcast. I've had a, a, an idea for a podcast since like 2015, 2016, but never got around to doing it. Had this thing, but I noticed that he's the type of guy that's like me. Like if I want to do something, I'm ready to do it pretty much on the spot, especially if I got the money for it, I'm ready to go. So um, I think I, I remember we were driving and, and I mentioned to him, I'm like, man, we should start a podcast. And he was like, so let's do it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, so what do we need? We need microphones. We need this. We need that. And he was like, I right. like this man got on Amazon right away. And before I knew it, we had everything like, in like two days. Everything was there in two days. You know yeah. what I mean? We purchased everything. So he moves a lot like I do. So when I started noticing that, that's when the podcast happened. We did a bunch of episodes. Um, and moving forward, then, you know, I we kind of both realized like, damn, like, you know, you you have your strength. I have my strength. Um, we both have our own individual companies, um, DJ companies. And then finally, one day we were like, you know what, if we put it together and just make one put it together, we'll be we'll be strong. You know what I mean? So that's what we ended up doing. I think it was 2018 when we yeah, did about, that. About 2018, 2019. Is that yeah. when we started? Lamia? Uh, when we officially became a group, it was 2018, 2019 is when we officially became a business. OK, so that's so for the last two years. Yeah. Right. So. um, So, yeah. So we did that. And, you know, we've been able to kind of like, um, you know, not only put put money in each other's pockets by, you know, subcontracting each other for gigs. Um, you know, anytime I can't do a gig, he fills in and that kind of thing. Um, and that was that was it's been yeah, it's it was, been cool. It's been a good relationship until. <laughs> March of 2020. 2020. Yeah. All right. Uh, March 15th, I believe, was the night, the day that I started getting calls from the, um, cancellation. the cancellations for, for the weekly oh, gigs. Um, mind you, I think at that time I was working uh, one, yeah, two, the raw, three. Yeah, the raw sushi, the whole enchilada. No, raw sushi. No, no, no. Raw sushi had already been been yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, but it, you had the whole enchilada. I had the whole enchilada, whiskey neat. Yep. Bo campers. campers and I think that's it but I had a bunch of like Other weddings yeah, I had private events, private events. Private mind events. you um for those of you that don't know private events are are really where we make most of our money is private events um so for those who have canceled mind you I'm a full-time DJ so um for that to have been completely shut down for me it was um it was it was unexpected unbelievable because at first it was like two weeks we'll be back yeah, yeah, this thing's yeah. gonna blow everybody's gonna get sick and then everybody's gonna get well and then we're gonna move past it we all know what happened in march but we haven't said it but covid we haven't yeah we didn't say it, but covid covid 19 you guys year. know what it is yeah, yeah, all right so, so march 19 i mean march 29, of 2020 2020 yeah so um everything shuts down um i'm thinking it's gonna be a couple weeks tops max um, I got a little bit of money saved. I should be all right, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's not the case. Yeah, that's how I felt too. I, I was going through it that month already, so I was thinking, 
all right, this shit will blow over. April comes around, we'll be back to normal. And I felt the same way. I got, literally, I think I went on a small vacation to kind of get away from some stuff and then come back and be ready to go. And when I was on vacation, literally the first day on the way there, I get my calls. Oh, uh, we're going to have to let you go. We have to cancel or, uh, yo. I, I literally was like, I'm, what am I going to do? I'm just going to enjoy this vacation and come back and... And it'll be fine, it'll right? It'll be fine. Yeah, we just had to hope for the best. It was, it was, um, you know, so a week goes by, no problem. Two weeks go by, no problem. A Three, a month. Now it's like, hold up. Yeah. Now it's getting serious. Yeah. And now it's eating out of our pockets. Right. Um, because we both have kids. Um, and um, I'm sure for those of you that have children know that it's not easy. Even if you don't have kids, it ain't easy. So it's not easy in general. Right. So it was, it was hard. It was, it was hard. And I know, um, a lot of people went through it, but you know, we went through it. Like I didn't get, um, I didn't get any stimulus. I didn't get a, um, a, uh, uh, what is that? Unemployment or anything like that. Like it was just, everything was just, it was just a mess. So, uh, luckily for me, and I'm going to just be totally, honest and transparent man i had family um i had my girlfriend um that literally like taking care of me like you know what i'm saying like for real you know what i mean like looking out for me and um you know um luckily you know i survived it you know luckily i you know survived it that's all i can say and uh but it was definitely a struggle i i think it was a very trying time yeah so i luckily for me like i own a lot of dj equipment so i sold like a speaker and was able to make a couple hundred dollars here and there what i did you know i i even got to a point and and let me tell you a little bit what happened for me so like luckily i had a i already had a regular job so that's what kept me afloat and even though they sent me home they were still paying me at least i was still getting that regular check which covered some of the bills and things like that. But it was very difficult because you get so used to a certain lifestyle. You get used to the money you're bringing in. You're getting used to the, you're able to make payments on everything and anything. Right. You, know, you can buy all the, all the things you want. And then next, thing you know, you just can't cold Turkey. And right. so you're, you're running off savings and you're eating them up. And next, thing you know, you're wondering what's, what am I going to have to do? Where, where, where's the next uh, stream of income going to come from? Right. Right. And so you, yeah, you're right. You start to sell a speaker you sell two speakers, then you sell your control. I sold my controller. That I, I had, I had, I had, and my I wasn't in the greatest spot in a <laughs> in a family or uh, well, I won't say my immediate family, but let's say external people that weren't very supportive of my job already, and they were just saying, just sell your shit, take the money, invest in something else, or pay your bills and do this or whatever. And it was a very difficult time for me, man. I will say the least, and he knows it because we had a uh what's the word i'm looking for uh we kind of got off we weren't on the same page anymore i i definitely was not on the same page with him and those few months were very very hard for me i you know i don't want to say depressed or anything but i was definitely like damn i don't know what to do and and i had to get pulled out of a really hard situation he had to hit me up one day and was like dude we gotta we gotta square we gotta figure what's going on what, what are we going to do? You know, what's going on with you? What's, what do we need to fix? Because I care about this partnership and I know you do too, but something's going on. We need to do something about it. And so that, that time was a very difficult time, whether it was about money or communication or, or equipment, whatever it is that we needed, we needed to figure it out. So right. And it was just a trying time, like yeah. so many things because due to, unfortunately we got to say it's like due to COVID. So it's not just about the money's not there um the hunger is not there the 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 inspiration to do it like all of that for you at one time 
probably you know it, you got lost yeah, and lost and that, yeah. and that's something that i we definitely should talk about because i'm sure there's a lot of djs out there that went through the same thing 100%. probably sold all their all their gear as actually i do know other people that sold all their gear um i know people right now that are still looking for work you know yeah, what i mean yeah, so um you know I, all, I got to a point where i thought this, i was gonna be done and i didn't know how to even tell him i haven't even had a conversation with him when i already had sold the controller even when I had told him, he was like, what? Like, that's like the, that, that's when you know you fucked up. He's like, you shouldn't have sold the controller. Yeah. Selling your controller or your vinyl or whatever. That's when you know that. That's almost as bad as that, like that's selling. Like giving up on it. That's like almost as bad as like selling your, like your laptop. Cause you know, at that point you're like, so how, how are you going to make money? Yeah. How are you going to, what are you going to DJ off of? Where's your music? What you, you know, yeah, without that's literally the, the at least you need DJ, that at least for DJs now. <laughs> that's the heart. I know before it was vinyls and shit, but right. But here we use laptops for right. with the controllers with whatever it is we use. That's the core, the heart of everything we do. Yeah. Our hard drives, the music, our, our all our uh, gigs, scheduling, everything that we do is through that. So you're right. I got to a point where I was like, I, I was even using the laptop anymore, I, or even my backup one. I was giving. I was like, here, mom, do your bills on it, or here, here, my brother, or whatever. And you guys, like, that sounds crazy to me, right? Because. Like I'm spend. a full time DJ, and not only that, but yeah, he used to dedicate a lot of time to the to this thing. You know what I mean? And he made a lot of money. So for me, when he told me that, I was like, "Well, why would you do that? Like, why?" But again, at that time, I I don't I don't know what he's going through. I didn't know what he was going through. Um, all I can say is that, bro, when people were telling me like people were telling me like, "Hey, listen, looks." Some people told me like in a laugh, like laughing at she me. So like they were like, "Hey man, look, looks like the looks like the DJ thing is over with, huh? I guess you're gonna have to get a job now." And I'd be like, "Fuck you." Yeah, for real. Fuck that. Like, although, although at the time I I probably would have never say that to you, but at the time I also felt a lot of people. A lot of people told me. A lot of people told me. A lot of people told me. You were gigging in any type of mm -hmm, industry, right? Felt like, damn, mm -hmm. who am I selling to now? Right. So, you know, a lot of people told me, you know, to get a job, family, a lot of people. Um, but I just stayed. I, I I love this. Like, I love I love to DJ. So it's like I'm not going to not get a job because I'm lazy. But I know that when things open back up, I know I'm going to be working. 100%. Like, that's what I that's what I knew. I knew that for a fact. I started I started. really. It's It's sad to say that, you know. I, I think I'm stronger than that, but I think that COVID really did a number to not just me, but on everyone. And I think it does put you in a mental state where you're like, what am I supposed to do? Like, do I stay home? Do I go out? Mm -hmm. Do I do my job? Do I endanger my kids, my family? Do I do it because I have to? You know, I learned a lot, like even through working through my regular job, I had to go to work or else when they call me back, what am I supposed to do? Stay home right? and be scared and not pay the bills or go to work, pay the bills and hope I don't get sick. Right. So once I put that in my mind, I was like, yo, why am I not DJing? You know, and I also started meeting certain people along the way. And then he called me one day and was like, dude, what's going on? We need to sit down. Like, let's figure but, out where your mind's at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I definitely wanted to know what was going on with yeah, him because, because more than anything, like, like, you know, he's my friend. So first and foremost, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the money's cool, like all of that's cool, you yeah, know. Yeah. No, but no. but as a as a friend, I definitely wanted to um, learn. I mean, understand what what he was going through. You know what I yeah, mean? Of course. So, 
you know um it it it, I, it was it was it was hard it was hard for everybody yeah. you know what i mean so luckily you know we spoke um you know we came to an understanding really after once I, once we got through talking about what was going on with him then it was like okay all right so now can we get back to the money or what because yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of money that's going to come to the table and i was telling you that the day one. Day. I was t- but I was telling you that that day we spoke. The day we spoke. Yeah, remember that spoke, day? Yes. All right. I told you. I said, and bro. Now, that, the, that was when we didn't have I, a lot of money coming in. I yet. told you the money's gonna come. I said the money's gonna come. Watch. I told you. Watch. And but for, but the funny thing and, is, I'm just now remembering like, this. First and foremost, you gotta. He's like, get your get your <laughs> mind right. He's like, get back to DJing, and the rest will come, because he's a big believer, of, and I am too, of speaking into existence. Listen, and, and this is something I go by like I, every day. I tell this to a good friend of mine every day. Mm-hmm. I, I tell her, hey, you know, we're you got to wake up. You got to be happy. You got to do what makes you happy. You got to be passionate and take your passion to the next level and just do it every day until you get to a point where you're like, all right, bet this is making me happy. And right. Mm-hmm. And when you're happy, everything else comes. The money, the the, the relationships, the, the the everything, all the opportunities start happening. Right. And so months have gone by and I'm, I'm and I don't even want to go that far ahead, but I remember telling him he's like, dude, the money's going to come. This is going to happen. And he's laugh. <laughs> you know why he laughs? Cuz he says it and then not even like a week or two later the gig hits or we get the big one or we got this or hey, you got to cover this, you got to come do that. Let's switch, let's uh, whatever it is. And and yeah, like you get excited again, and I'm buying now. I'm buying new equipment. I'm buying a new controller. So I, yeah, so let's yeah, let's yeah, let's go let's yeah, go back. So yeah. once we had that once we had that talk, and we came to you know we we spoke about what was going on. He told me about the controller. He told me about just a bunch of stuff or whatever. Cool. I was like, all right, cool. So I have an extra controller. Let me just give you that one. Let's see if we can fix it or do something yeah, with yeah. it. Just to just so you can just make two fifty three hundred somewhere. I just, just want to put it out there. Never let this man borrow a controller. All right, he tears the <laughs> shit out of the faders. Hey, listen, Dude, that boy cuts up. Okay, he cuts up real nice. <laughs> That's what they're I for. This controller, I couldn't even do a thing on it. It, it was good enough to mix. <laughs> for real, for real. But but, but it got me. It got me through gig one and two and three and. It did the job. And That's then I, it. Then he was like, "Hell no, I can't do this." And then no I told more. him, "I was like, you know what? I, took, I put the money together from all these, the new, the, some of the new gigs I started doing. I was like, I'm gonna buy my controller. I'm gonna buy what I want. I'm gonna get back to it, bro." And I, I remember even someone telling me this, like, he's like, "Why are you still even DJing? Is this even worth it?" And I'm like, "What? Like, I couldn't believe someone t- told me that. A, f- a friend and family of mine was like, "Why give that up? Why are you even doing that? It's not going anywhere." And I'm like, and I, and I, and, I, and I would told myself if it was like four months ago, six months ago, eight months ago, and they told me that, I pro- it probably would have hit me in the gut a lot. Right. But you know, you if you surround yourself with the right people and with the right mentality, you're gonna get somewhere and you're gonna do it. And I, I told myself, I'm like, this week I'm gonna get a gig. And yeah, I get a call from this guy. He's like, Yo, cover me Friday. And then I'm like, All right, good. I'm gonna. I just when this starts, I'm, I'm gonna find another gig for Saturday. And then like two days later, I get a call for a baby shower or, or a, a wedding. And, and, and I booked, I remember March, I booked four weddings in March like, off rip. And I'm just thinking like all because I said to myself, it's going to happen mm-hmm. and you have to do it and you have to try, you have to look for it. You can't give up on yourself. And it's a very, it's a very difficult thing to come out of, but it's possible. And I'm not saying it's a success story for everybody, but at least if you know, you're trying, there's opportunity. Listen, there's going to be struggles. 
there, that's one thing you guys got to understand for for anyone watching that is uh, a, a DJ, any any type of arts, man. You guys got to understand you're not going to get into this business and it's just going to be like you're just going to fly through it with no problems. You're going to there's going to be issues, but you got to learn how to weather the storm. Yeah, and one thing I've always learned that even in the even in the hard times, even in the dark times, you got to think positive. You got to think about the good things, the, the, the things you do have. Um, and that's not easy for everyone because I know a lot of negative Nancy's and, you know, oh, people yeah. who are just always in a, it have a negative attitude and it's just, I can't imagine even, what even, life is like even for them. Back, I lost that, like, uh, that what's the word that, that almost that personality I used to have when I was DJing. Cause you start to, you start to feel too new again about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think this guy ever lost it. This man came in there hot on the mic, ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Hell yeah. But I did feel a little intimidated <laughs> to to come back i was like okay let me just it's so okay let me just tell you something because when you you I'm you say that a lot a hold on person. hold on let me just say something you you said come back even 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 back then when you started to come back you kept using that word and for me it's like it's so weird to hear you say come back because i don't like i really when when i hear you say that now i say to myself like damn he really left it like yeah, he really left it because for you to say, yo, I'm coming back or I felt a certain way coming back. It's like, damn, you really left it? Yeah, like, I, shit. I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't even know how to explain <laughs> that time, man. You know what? And I'm, if, if you know me or if anyone knows me, especially him now, like people know that I don't just give up on stuff. Like I, it's not it's not in my nature. It, I really had to be torn down by this. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't just COVID. It was people around me. And so something that I took upon myself in my journey of coming back uh, was to understand that you have to get rid of the things that are bringing you down, whether it's DJing or your kids or in life or whatever it is that you're doing, you can't allow that negativity. So I had to get rid of the negativity. I had to be okay with not having certain things and not doing certain things and not having certain people around me so that I could lift myself up to a place where no matter what, I become untouchable again. And I can do the things I want to do and be with the people I want to be and have the things I want and, and, and get back to something that mattered me, to me the most. And that was DJing. Like, it was literally one of the best things of my life and I let it go. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it sucks to say that. And I'm, and I'm still young. I have plenty of life in me, plenty of years left in the game. I have plenty to bring to the table still and I'm, I'm ready. Right. And now more than ever, especially, we're four months into the year, I'm feeling great. Compared to a year ago, <laughs> holy shit. I remember thinking, literally, this March that passed, I was thinking, COVID was a year ago. That shit started a year ago, and it's still going on today. But And we're from Florida, where it's probably the worst. Right. The worst. Yeah. And we, we, we still have to go out every day and do it. We still mm -hmm. have to wear our masks. We still have to, whatever it is that we got to do, we'll do it. But we're willing to do it the right way and, and still work. And we want to work. And yep. as DJs... That's something hard to give up on, man. No matter what, what, no matter what phase of your life you're in, whether you're teaching it, you're doing it, you're passing it on, whatever the case is. Like I'm, I'm not there yet. I want to do it still, and so I just want to say that. I know I'm rambling a lot. No, nah, it's cool, man. Like you, you don't understand. You know, people need to hear this because there's, you know, DJs are gonna tune in that are in the same, we're in the same position that are probably very or, successful. Or still are or still in the same position. So hopefully what we share with you guys through this podcast um, becomes valuable because we also do want to um, 
again, share the knowledge because I feel like I'm in a very good position right now. Um, and I'm very, very blessed. Very, very good position. And I'm very, 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 very blessed. And so I feel like now is the time for me to just share whatever it is that I got going on and, and teach some of you guys that might be looking for gigs or, um, you know, whatever. Uh, hopefully this will help you guys. So. I just, yeah, I also want to say anyone who is listening, who cares to listen, who if you're a DJ, reach out to us. We'll, we, can, we can help. We can talk about it. We can put you in the right direction. And I know right now we may be nobody to you, but I know that sometimes when you're by yourself and you have no one else, it's nice to have someone to talk to about it, mm-hmm. you know, about the business or how to go about it. Or even if it's on a personal level, like th- I think those things are very important. I think that's something that as a partnership that we have, we learned along the way because sometimes you do feel alone, but you forget that you have someone there or you have you have something that matters that you shouldn't let go. And that, and that was this. Word. And so that's why we moved on. That's why we wanted to keep the train going too. Cause we're like, all right, we got back to DJing. What's the next step? Let's build up the site. What's the next step? All right, let's do a podcast. Let's go. Oh uh, we're yeah. We're doing it this Saturday. Oh yeah. We yeah. gotta get back to the story. So we, I know we kind of went off track, so let's go back to the story. No. Yeah. So, so yeah. But another thing that I do want to mention for those of you that are just getting familiar with us is that Lamia is a dj agency for those of you that may or may not know so lamia event group is a dj agency um and you know we have some dope djs on our roster so uh you guys might want to go check that out what is it lamia event uh lamiaevents.com there you go lamiaevents.com lamiaevents.com so make sure you guys go check check it out out. check out our roster check out everybody that's on there all our djs travel so wherever you are california dubai mexico puerto rico uh we'll send a dj out to you wherever y'all want we got it you know what i mean so um yeah big shout to everybody on the roster you know what i mean so we definitely want you guys to check that out but yeah i think i think we should enough with the with the sad shit the covid the covid19 we know everybody got fucked up it's already behind us yeah so now now fast forward thank god you know the gigs are coming back um djs and just everybody in general just people are spending money out here okay like don't 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 let people out here try to tell you that that people are are not spending money djs make your money out here djs make your money out here okay um people are spending money and if they don't want to spend the money on you and your talent and whatever status or caliber that you are that's cool you know what don't do that gig don't take the gig but don't say no to it you understand what i mean take the gig and let one of your underclassmen someone someone that's you know that's not as good as you are to handle that gig for you but don't ever you know don't ever say no say no to a gig and then just let it go Make sure, you know, you take that gig, put on one of the little homies on there. You know what I mean? Make your couple or dollars even, off the top. Or one of the big homies. Or one of the big homies, yeah, exactly. You got you to you know? understand that there's an opportunity and opportunity. Correct. So, but, yeah. you know, yeah. So definitely take the take the gig. You were no, yeah, something? I was just going to say, like, when it comes to opportunities like that, like, you know, and I'll, I'll give an example, right? So uh, I, got it, I get a gig, right? And they're like, oh, but I, I want a DJ that does old school hip hop, does this. Mind you, I can do that, but I know sometimes my boy can cut it up a little better when it comes to old school. I like more like Latin music, so that's something that I keep in mind. I go, you know what? He'd be perfect for this gig. What I'm going to do is I'm going to book him 
give him straight up a huge percentage of it. I get my cut. But when we're in a business, it's a little different. We split it between the two. But the point is that sometimes you got to pick your battles, right? You can't just say, oh, I'm the right DJ for every situation. Right. You know what kind of DJ you are. You know what kind of DJ situations you want to be in. And you want to put yourself in those positions so that you can always succeed at what you're good at. Because you don't want to be like, oh, I can I can do country and you go to DJ a country place and you can't you DJ country once and you don't even know what songs are are great <laughs> or whatever. But you took the gig because you thought I need money and I want to I want to do the gig. Right. When you, that's the wrong way to think. Right. The, the right way to think is, oh, you know what? I can't do it for you. But what I can do is let me see if I got one of my friends that can I can book. He's great at doing country or whatever. And you bring them into the loop and then you get them to do the gig and you get your cut. And that's something we're big on. Right. I think it's super important because one, you're creating opportunity, not for you, just for yourself, but for someone else. Correct. And you're creating relationships and networking. And so that, that to me, that to us is essential. And you're giving the client what they want. Yes. Versus you showing up to the gig and playing some old bullshit that they don't that they yeah. didn't want. So just put somebody else in position. Yeah. You know you. what I mean? Even and, and if you don't know somebody. Holler at us. Call us. Exactly. We have DJs. You know what I'm saying? That that's mm-hmm. what we're here for. That's what Lamia is. And for, for anyone who doesn't know what Lamia stands for, we 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 put the name together. Our, uh it was LA. So he's from LA. Mm-hmm. I'm from Miami. I don't know. We we like mixed it up and then it came out to be Lamia. Really, really, he came up with the name. He he actually came up with the name Lamia. Yeah. I came so, up with a few names, some crazy right. we like mixed up. Yeah, I think the first one was Copeta, which is like our last name. Like, uh, oh my goodness! Yeah, he laughed at me. He was oh like, "What?" God. I like wrote it out on a logo. I did the whole thing. He's like, "Nah, straight up, nah." And that's the great thing about this guy is he'll tell you straight up when something sucks. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And DJs, no I'll tell you if you suck too. Yeah, so and, trust and, me. And he says it with love because he's like, "If you're gonna do this, you better do it right." Yeah, yeah, man, yeah it's super you know, important, man. Trust me. And I'm not again. Yeah, if I ever tell you you suck, it's not because. I, it's coming from a hateful place. It's just I'm just telling you because of the amount of DJs and experience that I have. So I, for the three three plus years I've known him, he hasn't told me I suck, but I think sometimes you know. Uh, no, I, I mean no, he's I've never told to, you you suck. But he's I've said don't do that. He's definitely come up to me. He's like, he give me the face. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what the double chin like? Yeah. <laughs> Like my man, like whose man's is this? Yeah, whose man's is this? <laughs> and he'll laugh too, be like, <laughs> "Don't do that again." <laughs> yo, for real. <laughs> I'm like, yo. Yeah, man. But, but uh, I think it's 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 uh, something to not take the wrong way. Yeah, I think it, it's. I mean, obviously, there's a right way to go about it. There's definitely some asshole DJs that have come up to me, and go, "Yo, what was that?" Or mm-hmm. and vice versa. Believe me, I'd be in the club and I'd be like, "Yo, listen to the DJ." And I go, "What is this guy cutting up right now?" But but I think there's a way to go about it. You know, there's a respect factor. Um, and it's important because feedback's important, man. I mean, how would you know if you're great if you don't know from the from the masses? They're, right. they're the ones that care. They're the ones that are listening to you play at the spots that you're playing at. And you want people to return. You want clientele to come back. You want the venue to keep hiring you. Right. So I think that's super important. Like, you, you got to listen to yourself, too. I think most of us record our own mixes and mm-hmm. go... Mm, I should do that again. Or mm. Well, I wouldn't. I, well, I wouldn't say most. I wouldn't okay. say most, bro. Let okay. me tell you something. Sorry, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. There's some guys who just get a laptop, get a controller, and boom. They don't. They don't care. All they look at. Some of them just want to have fun. Some people just do it for the girls. Some people just do it for the money. 
You know what I mean? So they just go on. They don't care about the craft. They don't care about the art. They don't even care how they sound. They just know that they're playing music. That's true. That's yeah. it. So a lot of people don't, you know, don't record their shit and don't care how they sound. So DJs, record yourself, listen to yourself. And really, even before all of that, find, find, find a DJ. See, back in the day, like, um, Obviously, everybody who DJs, in my opinion, has seen a DJ, right? You've has so. seen a DJ. So if you've seen a DJ that's inspired you, study that DJ. Study. I think that a lot of times people just see a DJ and then it's like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. And like I said, get a laptop controller and start DJing instead of studying the DJs that they love or like. Okay. Um, and and. Like, but when I mean study, I mean really, really, really yeah, study gotta, what gotta, they're doing yeah, and you, listen. And, and, and technology is so, I mean, videos are, YouTube. YouTube. That's Literally, Let me tell you. YouTube. So I, I'm going to tell you guys right now. One thing I still do is I still study some of my favorite DJs and I still study some of the old videos from the 80s and the 90s so that I can use some of that into what I do with today's music. So... A lot of times people don't even know like a lot of the cuts or scratches that I'm doing the, at the venue or wherever I'm at is something that I might have like that is that is interpretation of, of something of that, that inspired me yeah, yeah, yeah. that more than likely kind of came like from came from the 80s and 90s. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's important for DJs because, um, bro, if you're just picking up a laptop and a controller, you cannot expect to make 50 or $100,000 a year DJing. And to live off of this, you cannot expect that. And if you're going to try to go out here and try to charge the type of prices that we're charging, yeah, because it's not going to happen for you. It's going to take a long time. And a lot of so me, a lot we, of you guys, me, we got a lot <clears throat> of no's when we, we started to feel like we could charge. a I don't want to say a premium, but more so our value. Right. You know, because I think premium is thrown around a lot to cover up the fact that you're trying to be this high end this and high end that and i think something we learned along the way because we started at lamia as a like a wedding event uh party entertainment service right where we were like oh we do weddings but we also do photo booths we corporate, corporate events parties, we do this right mm -hmm. and so and 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 what we learned from that was as a business and and as people that's not who we are as much as we don't mind doing weddings as much as uh, we'll we'll do the best wedding ever, it's something that we were looking back at was is that who we are? No, we're DJs first, okay, right. first and foremost. So as a DJ, we're like, what bring what's gonna get us to a point where no matter what situation it is, we can do it. And so we said we need to take a step back and look at what we what our strengths are. Right? He came to me and he's like, I just want to do a DJ agency. I'm the DJ guy. People come to me and go, you're the DJ guy. Like, I know who to go to when I need a DJ. I want you or I want someone that you know that knows who to bring whoever, and that's who he is. So we're like, that just makes sense. Like, we just know a lot of DJs. Surprisingly, that's uh, over the years, we just, we've always had to look for people to cover us and do big mm -hmm. events and vice versa and help each other. And that's something we learned along the way was like, yo, we have all these, this roster of people to hit up. Like, what are we doing with that? It's, right. it's literally this like, it's, it's basically like this like wallet of DJs. Literally, it's, it's money in our hands. So it's like, what are we going to do with them? And so we, we decided to do a DJ agency. We switched it up. Now we, we offer DJs to your liking because that's what we want. We want you to have your DJ, the one that's important for you, the one that you like, the one that's going to make you happy. It's going to make you party or, what, or whatever the situation is. 
So now we have a little flavor of everything, whether it's, you know, Miami style or EDM or whatever. Yeah, your Latin, Latin DJ. DJ. If you want a hip hop DJ, we have it. So and, and that's something that we're prideful in. That's something we took advantage of. And that's what we're doing now as a as a as a business. And more than anything, not just providing a, a DJ, but a quality DJ. Yes. Let me just be I and I said I've said this to you a thousand times. I just said it to Leroy last night because he came by Whiskey Neat. Shout out to our boy DJ Master Leroy. Yeah, he's on our roster. He's so make sure roster. to check him out at LamiaEvents.com. Yep. Hey. hey. Uh so listen, ninety-nine point nine percent of DJs are garbage. Garbage. 99.9% of DJs are garbage. Why? It's been made too easy to become a DJ. So anyone picks up a laptop, anyone picks up a controller, and boom, you're a DJ with no skill. It's true. No skill. You know what the funny thing is? You know what the funny thing is? Is I love when a guy says, yeah, man, I started DJing because I love music. Yeah, we all love music. Everybody loves music. At least 99% of us. The other ones are weirdos. But You know what I mean? But but how much do you really love music? See, can I, like, can I chime in real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I something I learned coming from him was I was also that DJ. I'm 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 your what was it millennial or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it, like those those DJs or bedroom DJs. So I had a laptop and I was like. I saw, I think it was like Stevie Oki or Steve Angelo. I saw, <laughs> I saw Afro, Afro Jack and I was like, I could be that guy. I was like, I can be that guy. Right. And so, and I, and I was the center of attention in my, in my friend group. I was always like, oh, um, we're going to go out and party here. You got to come with me. You got to do, I know the DJ's going to be here. Da, da, da. That was me. Okay. That's how in my mind I was like, oh, I should do the next cool thing and be a DJ. Right. I like technology. So I was like, I'll, um, I'll fuck around with it. I'll find the right stuff. Anyways, long story short, uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, I could do this. And I remember doing my first party. I was shitting my pants, even though I've had it for a year. I've had the equipment for a year. I didn't study it. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I watched videos, mm -hmm. but I wasn't like, oh, this is the music that everyone wants to hear. This is the music that, I, you know, you, you go in there thinking you're going to play your music. Right. I remember playing for like an hour. And nobody was moving to anything. Until I played a one that one song that everyone was like, oh, I know that song. Mm -hmm. I want to dance to it. And I remember that song. And I was 18. It was at this kid Josh's party. Uh, it was um, Show Me Love by Steve. Was it? Uh -huh. um, it was a, a layback Luke remix. Oh, okay. Steve Angelo. Okay. For Robin S. By Robin S. And I remember I played that song. And it's like, if you're looking for the feelings, you got to show me love. Boom, <laughs> yeah. boom, boom. And I, I remember just, I dropped that and I saw everybody go, what? And I thought to myself in that moment, I was like, that this is it. This is what I need to learn how to do. Not just play whatever the fuck I want to play, but find out what it is that moves people. Right. And yeah, you, yeah, sure. Everyone has their own styles of DJ. Everybody has uh, their own format. But at the end of the day, if you're playing to the masses, you got to know what you're who you're playing for. Right. And so for me, it was it was vital because I also was that type of DJ who was like, pick up the laptop and I, I'll i figure this shit out. I'm, I, I'm a techie. You know, I was like, yeah, I'll figure it out. No big deal. Right. There's an art to it. There really is an art to it, whether it's the transitioning, the turntablism, the the mixing factor, you know, what controller, what equipment, whatever it is. There's an art to it. There really mm -hmm. is. And, and everything speaks to you. It really does. And so I just wanted to say that because that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. like, it's crazy to me that I, I'll go somewhere 
and I'll I'll go. Oh, uh, how much the DJ? Uh, let's say for a couple hours. I'm giving you a. I'm not gonna give you an actual price because everything's different. But let's say I go four hours for five hundred bucks, and the guy goes, Yeah, but I got a DJ who can do it for one fifty. I said, Bet. Who's the DJ? Or what can he do for you? What? Oh, he's just a DJ. He can do it. I said, Okay. And if I ever show up to one, let's say it's a local spot, and I show up there just to see what happens, it's a shit show half the Mm. time. They either don't have the right equipment, or they're playing off a laptop with no controller. Right. Right. What it's like some karaoke shit. Who knows what it is? But it's right. You start to realize you're like you have to hold value for you, not just you, but your equipment, your time, uh, the labor. You know, everything counts. Yes. And and, and oh, that's what a lot of clients don't understand: the setup and breakdown, the the how much the the back. You're killing your back. You're and that's equipment. why we're here doing this because yeah, we also yeah, want yeah. to educate um, yeah. those of you. Uh, 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 future clients, uh, consumers, we have to educate you guys on what DJs and why DJs charge what they charge, why we charge what we charge, why some of us charge less, some of us charge more. Yeah. We'll educate ed- educate you guys on that. And, and, so. ju- and just to clear it up, it's okay for a DJ to charge less or a DJ to charge more. I mean, I have my opinion on that, but in a general speaking sense, it's okay if someone undercuts me or overcuts me, right? The problem is, is making sure that whoever you're giving, getting the opportunity from understands what they're getting out of it. So like when I sell, when I'm trying to sell something, I go, well, I'm providing this, this, and this. So I just want you to know this is what's part of the package. You know, I include insurance. I include this. I include whatever, whatever the pluses are, tell them. And then that way you, you've, you've given your, your bundle your package or everything that you are mm-hmm. and and that's important because sometimes you just say oh i'm a dj but they're expecting a dj with a photo booth or a dj with lights or they everyone thinks dj comes with lights or everyone thinks a dj comes with speakers or right that stuff is extra it really is right i'm not gonna go to let's say like uh the whole enchilada and show up with a speaker if they don't if they didn't pay for me to show up with a speaker right or where whatever the case may be so it, it, you ha- that has to be included in those conversations and those contracts and right. i think a lot of djs find themselves selling themselves short having to bring more shit right so so yeah so that that's very important and also your you have to you have to value your skill level also so that's a that's a a very very deep conversation because because let me just we can get real real about that no we are gonna get real about that (laughs) because like i said a lot of you guys out there are shitty Okay, and there's a lot of you guys out out there that are very good that are not charging what you're supposed to charge because you might feel like you can't because you're in a market that uh, you're in a you, saturated market, you know, or yeah. not maybe not even saturated. Maybe it's just uh, the the um, no that 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 area just doesn't spend that kind of money. Oh, you yeah, know what I'm true. saying? Yeah, that happens a lot of too. It depends where you're localized. Right. Yeah. So um so you got to take all of that into um into into consideration. But skill, listen. Ask yourself, how much experience do I have? Okay? I know there's a lot of you cocky motherfuckers out there. (laughs) A lot of cocky DJs that you did, you know, a college radio show back in 96. And, you know, you're still riding that wave. And, you know, you feel like you need to make $1,000. You know what I'm saying? Like, be real with yourself. Okay? Be real with yourself. 
What type of experience do you have? How many years experience do you have? What fields, what, what, what areas of, of, of this do you have? And when I mean by what areas, maybe like, I should be more specific, like, uh, weddings, how many weddings have you done? How many, um, nightclub gigs, how many lounges, restaurants, you know, cause all those things are different. They're not the same. A wedding is not like DJing at a club. Uh, a club is not like DJing at a restaurant. A restaurant is not like DJing in a lounge. And and so, you know, ask yourself, how much experience do I have? How long have I been doing this? And how much experience do I have? 100%. Okay? So, a lot of times, the young guys that are new to the game, you know, a lot of times people ask me, yo, how much do you make DJing? You make, you make a lot of money, huh? And, and I tell I them, mean, I tell them I make good money. You know, and they're like, oh, shit, yo, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to get a controller. I told you this. I told you I'm going to get a controller. I'm going to get a laptop. And sure enough, they go out, they buy a six hundred dollar controller. They go get a laptop or more. or more. They go get a laptop and then it's just sitting there collecting dust because the passion was never there. You know what I mean? You really have to have a passion for DJing. And if COVID-19 didn't teach you all motherfuckers that. Oh, man. Let me tell you, I'm telling you. So. This is my passion. I this is my passion. I eat, sleep, and shit DJing. So you're going to pay me what I'm worth. You're going to pay me what I'm worth. I don't know about homeboy down the block that's that's DJing for his dog that's wearing diapers. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But come on, man. Like be 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 serious. And and you know. For those of you that do have the experience that are not charging what you're what, what you know you should be making, do it. Yeah. Do it now. The people will pay. People are paying money, man. Paying, man. People are paying. Don't let nobody tell you. And you know what? Those the ones that are nickel and diming you are probably not the clients you want yeah. anyway. And and even so, they're gonna learn too that they, they're not gonna be able to do that with, with you or a lot of DJs. Right. Period. So they're just in the wrong market or they they don't really need a DJ, right? That's that's the that's the reality. If you want, you gotta get your values worth. I mean, that means so much. And and when and to you, it's gonna be important because then you you also know what value you're at, not just like money wise, but like monetarily, but at, at a skill level. Because you want to know where you're at when you're DJing. Like where what's the next step? Where, how am I gonna get better? What do I gotta do to fix this or that? And that's also gonna bring added value to whenever you're gonna uh, monetize this. Whenever you're gonna go, this is what I can do. I can do this hip hop party, but I'm the best at doing this hip hop party, right. et cetera, et cetera. And so when you're able to say that and do those things, you just, your value goes all the way up. Right. And so, I mean, that, that to me is, is mm. everything. So, yeah. So yeah, man. So, you know, just, just look at yourself, evaluate yourself, be, be real, yeah, just be, be real. real, man. I, I've met so many cocky ass DJs, man. Like I've done this, I've done that. I do this, I do that and blah, blah, blah. But you ain't got no gigs. And you I, ain't got, you ain't got no gigs. How you do? You telling me you do all this stuff, but you ain't got no. I remember gigs. when I first started, I didn't just go buy everything, mind you. I wanted to, and I could have, mm -hmm. but I bought my laptop first. I had a laptop already, so I was like, let me just download music first. Right. Let me see what works, what plays. You can, you can download software these days for free, and you can mix on the computer now. It's so easy to just try it, right? And feel it out before you make a big investment and. If you got the money to spend it, okay, cool. But believe me, you'll be like regretting it in a month or two when you're it's sitting collecting dust. Remember, any type of passion, not just DJing, any passion you do, you want to take the time to research. You want to take the, take the time to study it. You want to understand it. You want to fall in love with it. 
you have to have patience with it before you just jump the gun. And right. then when you know that it's the right decision for you, invest. I, I remember like waiting to get a gig before. I, I remember I was in Tallahassee and I went to the bar all the time, the same place. And finally, one day I had caught up the courage. I was like, I just got to talk to these guys. Right. Talk to the manager. I'm like, hey, let me just do a night here. I'll show you what I got. He's like, can you do it for free? And then we'll, we'll go from there. I was like, all right, cool. I'll do a free night. And a free night turned into a second free night and a third free night and a fourth because I was trying out. It was right, my first right. place. And finally, I was like, I was, I was like, man, I'm not going to do this. I did it for a month. I tried to give it my best. They, they might like me, but not enough to hire me. And then so be it. That same night, I was like, I think I'm going to be like, yo, hire me. They hired me. And I was playing three nights a week. Wow. Three yeah. nights a week paid. Yeah. And so I, just something, something you have to really focus on when you're doing it is that you have to go through those those hoops you got to pay your dues look yeah this is this is this is this is this is what that's called paying your dues and for some of you guys that have ego and we're going to talk about ego djs and their ego all right because we all got one that's why we're djs so um you know you got to pay your dues and that's one thing that i learned very early on when i was 16 and i was working at, at the radio station down here in miami i was i was basically some guy's do boy you know what I'm saying? I was the guy who basically bought, brought me into the radio station. I was his do boy. I used to have to go get Gatorade and cigarettes for him every single day, five days a week. Okay, that was part of my job at the at this. Like you know what I'm saying? Kind of yeah. So I was a producer for the radio show, but well, I was also his right? his little do boy. You know what I'm saying? And I would get in trouble every day by the guy that I was in that charge. I think that goes to say the kind of ethic you have, right? You you put in your mind that. All right, you're not gonna bullshit yourself, but at the same time, you know you gotta put your you gotta put uh, work into it. You gotta do your due diligence, right? right? I think that's important, and and it's kind of like doing a internship. It's just that sometimes you gotta understand like what it is that you're doing, or do you love it enough to keep doing it, right? And to make sure you're not uh, not scared enough to stand up for yourself when the time comes, because right. you you can't always do that forever and let someone take advantage of you. You have to be like, all right. Well, what what can I provide now that I've done this to say, hey, put me in the next level? Right. And I think that's important because I was ready that night to be like, all right, look, I've been here for four nights, every Wednesday for a month for free. I've been playing. No one's kicked me out. No one's booed me. What's the deal? I was like, hey, can I get a night here? Or, you know, maybe I got to move on. Mm. And sure enough, they they see that in you. And And as long as you keep trying and you're working at it, man. And you realize when your time is due, you'll you'll get your time and you'll get your your opportunity. Yep, hundred yep, percent for sure. So definitely, man, definitely, you know, um, pay your dues, pay your dues, and uh, leave your ego at the door, or just you yeah. know turn it down a couple notches. I posted something on my IG. Also, if you're out there tuned in, go ahead and follow me on IG at DJ three hundred I N T L, like DJ three hundred International. So I posted on my IG. Uh, a picture of myself and it says always remember too much ego will kill your talent 100%. all right so you know you might think you're the baddest motherfucker on the planet but let me tell you something that ego is going to um is going to uh hold you back hold you back yep. a lot so because I, I i think even you know a dj or two who's been mm-hmm. a little too caught up in what they they think they know mm-hmm. and it doesn't it doesn't uh correlate with when they're playing right or right. when they're doing something. Right. You know, exactly. Some people talk a big game. And and mind you, we're we I know we sound like like that right this second, but I think it's just our excitement for what we do. 
And so we see a lot of DJs go, oh, I, I can do this, or I did this for this guy, or I, I did this for this company, uh, I'm the shit. And then you go to see them, yeah, maybe they're racking in a, you know, good money, but they're they're not good DJs. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. But or not even, no. Or they're getting booked, but they're not really making the money. Yeah, that too, yeah. You know what I'm booked. saying? Yeah, yeah. They're getting booked, but they're not really making the money. And, and, and we never want to take a job from anybody, but I think it's just important that everyone is educated in, in, in the, in the essence that like, Hey, there is a, there's a value and a, and a skill level that go with that value. There's a skill level that goes with the value period, right. you know, and, and it does, sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't line up, but you just have to be careful. You have to ask questions. You have to feel them out. You have to get to know them. You have everything. And that goes not just for DJing for anything. Right. Before you make a decision, anything impulsive, at least. Right. So, so yeah, man. So, you know what? I want to talk about. Let, let, let's, yeah, let's, let's lean let's, off the. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll do the education uh, stuff in another episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was, I think that was enough education. That was enough stuff. education. Let's, introduction. let's talk about some funny shit, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because some funny stuff happened to us um, recently. Uh, recently. So, I want to I wanna make some people laugh with some of our stories, some of our funny stories that, that we have to share because, you know, we're, we're DJing. You know, I DJ, what, six nights a week? Uh, six nights a week right now so you know you can't i don't i know i'm not gonna make everyone happy yeah that's, i know i'm yeah. not gonna make everyone happy i know this okay um you know and i try depending on where i'm at if i'm at like a sports bar or something like that i like to try to play every genre right especially we're down in south florida there's a lot of latinos there's a lot of white people there's a lot of um island people okay that come from the caribbean so i like to play everything you know what i mean um and in most of my sets um i'll play everything um but like i said depending on where i'm at so so to to i guess i'll say one and i'll save one for another time so I think uh, two Sundays ago, I'm at Bow Campers okay. in Miramar. Okay, you guys come check me out Sundays, Bow Campers, noon to 4 p.m. Um, I'm there DJing. So I'm there, you know, it's early vibe. So I'm, you know, I'm playing, you know, um, you know. Uh, stuff? Yeah, like top 40, some R&B vibes, some some like light reggaeton, not like the heavy perreo yeah, like the reggaeton. Yeah, yeah, you know, just just some some cool vibes, you know, and um, this lady with the heavy accent, um, I don't think she was Latin. I don't think she was Latin. She had a heavy accent though. Um, could have been from like the UK or somewhere or out there, right? Like Russian or something. And um, she goes, she walks up to me and says, um, "Excuse me," she's like, "Um, are, are can I complain about the music?" I'm like, I mean, you, you can. This was, listen, she said, can I complain about the music with a smile? And I, with a smile, I returned and I said, I said, sure, you can complain about the music. She's like, are you playing the music? I said, yes. She's like, I come every Sunday and I've never heard this kind of music ever played here. I said, really? I said, that's weird. I said, because I'm here every Sunday playing the music that, that, you hear here and she's like she's like oh um so can we change it i said sure what would you like to hear she said i don't know but just i don't know but just not this mind you i'm not playing no thugged out music i'm not playing any uh sexual sexualized music do you recall it was, what you were playing <clears throat> no i don't oh, okay. 
but I know it's it was it was Sunday vibes. It was almost like a Sunday brunch we, we knew vibes. Where she was coming from, basically. Okay, so that's, 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 I got a story for you guys. After so I say to her, so so I say, what would you like to hear? So she goes, I don't know, but you know, not something else, not this. And I said, okay, well, you know, if you want to, you know, I went like this to her, like if you want to check your phone and let me know, I'll you know, I'll, I'll play it for you. Okay, thank you. She walks away. Mind you, the manager is there at the at the she's she's at the at the restaurant. The manager's at the restaurant, right? They the lady doesn't come back. I actually I see them leave. I get a text message from the manager who's the, who's there, and she says, "Hey, um, did someone ask you for a request?" I said, "I said no. Why?" She's like, "I just got an email from corporate." saying that someone just emailed them and she 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 screenshot it and sent it to me and it basically says it said my girlfriend um asked the dj no she it said it said hey bo as if they were talking to kim bo camper kim bo camper is the part owner of bo camper sports bar he's a former football player for the miami dolphins okay so as if bo is actually Reading answer, this, answer. answering emails, he says, hey, Bo, I love coming to your restaurant. I come here every Sunday. Whatever happened to the good old rock and roll music that you guys used to play? My girlfriend, um, I should read it verbatim, but it says, my girlfriend um, asked the DJ to play some rock and roll, and he very rudely um, and dismiss dismissively said no. Um, I'd really like to hear some rock and roll in the future, but then again, this may be my last time coming here. So when I got that text, I went straight to the office because now I'm kind of seeing what this is, what that's about. So I walk over, mind you, mind you, I've been doing events sports bars lounges restaurants, whatever you name it i've done it and specifically here correct spot for years exactly i've been there for years years on the same nights too same nights everything i've never i know better than to be rude to a guest to a customer whatever you want to call i you, why would you do that to anyone right so i sense. so i go over to the office and I say, hey, Alina, I say, I think I know who you're talking about. She's, I said, this lady walked over to me with a heavy accent. I told her the whole story. And she's like, what a bitch. But then guess what? Then another email comes through. They, but it was, it was, the email was in broken English, right? Complaining about the music and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, the manager at that point understood that now the husband sent an e uh, email and now she was sending an email mm -hmm. because I mean the, the English on that, in that email was all kinds of crazy. Okay. So yeah. So I told, tell her what happened and she's like, she's like, I can't believe that. That's so crazy. She's like, what were you playing? I'm like, I, I'm playing the same shit I've been playing for six years. Like I know not to play no dumb shit. You know what I mean? So so, you know, 
you got DJs, DJs. You're not always going to make everyone happy. We go through some crazy ass shit. And we're in the future, in future episodes, we're going to get into some yeah, really crazy ones. Some. So I want you to tell yours because I, I had to stop you earlier when we were having breakfast. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about how we were going to talk tell about stories. Yeah. And I was already ready to tell him because I could. This is, so mind you, I'm. I'm gonna keep doing air quotes on the coming back thing because I keep coming back, okay. But when I when I, when I this is my first scene back at my uh, shout out to FL's Bar and Lounge. Hey. Happy third year anniversary. You know I've been doing it for them for three years now, so they invited me back and it's always a good time. And so I I went over to do a spot on Saturday night last Saturday night. Great night. I had a seven. It was a seven hour gig. I was there all night celebrating with them. I get to probably like the last. I don't know, hour and a half, hour to the night, and I'm doing my thing. I'm cutting it up, and now the now the everything's calming down. So the owners are asking for music. They're uh-huh. like, "Oh, now that things are chilled out, can you play some of our songs for us at the end of the night so we can rock out?" I was like, "I got you, of course, of course, of course, of course." So I start playing their music, and and I say this with love, but it's a lot of like old school hip hop. It's a lot of like. Like the like sexual stuff, the old shit, like the shit that like not everybody likes, right? And so I get w- this one girl, and, and they look like I guess they were like a couple, and they come up to me. Buddy already looks at me, looking like I don't want to deal with her right now. Like he already knew that what she was coming with, and she comes to me and she's like, "Can you can you just change up the music?" And I, I go, uh, "Sure, I've been playing everything all night. What would you like to?" I literally was like, "Yeah, what do you want to hear?" And she's like, "I don't know anything that makes me dance." Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Let me. Oh, yeah. Go oh ahead. my gosh, okay. I hate that. Let, let I me hate just that. say something. Go ahead. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah, I know. She, she said know. anything that makes me dance. Like, like if I grew up with you, right? And I like, need, I know like you. Your favorite song is uh, "Beady Beady Bomb Bomb" or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't fucking know. So I was, I, I'm like, I saw, I, and I'm respectful. I had a couple of drinks, and I still was cool. Like we all, everybody was having a good time. I'm like. Sure. What's what do you want to hear? Oh, something that makes me dance. I said, well, a lot of music makes people dance. So I said, what kind of genre? What artist? Do you have a request? And she's like, no, just anything that makes me dance. So now now we're at number two. She her saying that. So I literally I literally go to her. I said, look, um, you know, I can change it up. but I don't know what you're looking for. You want rock? You want hip hop? You want Spanish? And she's like, oh, play me like a reggaeton song or something. I said, yeah, I could do that for you. Was she Latin? No, she was a, she was a white girl. Okay. Okay. She was with a black man, tall black guy, white girl, short, maybe like five, seven, five, six. And so uh, she comes up, she's she's standing there looking at me, waiting for me to change the song. So I say, oh, I got you. I'm going to put it in the next song. Like, because I didn't care. I was, I was switching up genres all night. And she stood there and she's like, well, I need you to change it now because I don't want to hear this nigger music. That's what she said to me. She and she was with a black guy. With a black guy. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know if they were together. I just know that she pulled him over because she was like, "I want him to dance, so put on some reggae, put on something." Until she decided on reggaeton of all things, and I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. I got you. Like, I'll play anything." But then she she hit me with the full on force. Can you please change the song? I don't want to hear this nigger music. Wow. And I I, I paused. Because I couldn't believe the shit that was just that literally just dripped out of her fucking mouth, and so now now I'm on ten. I'm not even on one anymore. Where I was chilling, I'm on ten, and so I'm 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 trying to stay humble and calm. But now I'm a very assertive person when it comes to like putting people in their place. So I'm like, look, miss, 
I don't appreciate the way you're coming at me right now. Mind you, I'm talking loud because we're in a loud environment. So I was like, I need you to take it easy. I will, I will honor your request, but I appreciate it if you didn't come up here and say that again. And she's like, what? And I was like, I know, you know what we're talking about. I was like, I'm not going to have this discussion with you. If you want, go have your drink. I'm going to play your music. No problem. She's like, well, say, like, put on something that makes me dance. Cause I don't want to. And she said it again. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, why, why are you doing this? That is crazy. And literally, I, and the guy that was with her literally looks and goes and walked away. Like he literally walked away. And so now, now she's standing there and she's like, you know what? Why won't you play my song? And then she starts to lean over with the drink over my stuff, over the over the. Side. Oh my gosh! With the with a full on drink, she hasn't even touched it. I, you, I can look in her eyes. She was doing the googly eyes. <laughs> I'm fucked up. I need to go home and lay in bed. Okay, oh, so shit. it gets even worse. Okay, so no one's noticing what's happening because it's it's a busy bar. It's a great night. Everyone's partying. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, I literally had to get to a point where she just was. She wouldn't listen. I was like, please. Get off my facade. I don't want you to spill my drink on my equipment. Like I, at this point, I'm telling her what to do. I wasn't asking anymore because right. now she's being disrespectful of my space. She's being disrespectful of what I'm playing, of who I am. Right. You know, that's it's just not right. And so next thing you know, I'm I'm yelling at the girl. I'm like, I'm not even yelling at her, but I'm telling her, OK, I need you to leave, please. I was like, you can't be here anymore. I was like, if that's if this is how this is going to be, I'm going to have to involve management. Call call the manager. I know the manager. Da 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 da. I said, oh, shit. I said, I looked at her. I said, she's like, are you going to play my song or not? I was like, you know what? Now I'm not going to play your song. I'm not taking your request because you are very disrespectful. And she's like, oh, watch. I'm going to get them to play your song, play, make you play the song. And she walks away. I'm like, thank God she left. Oh, right. bro. I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I get three minutes a piece. I play another song. She comes back with uh, with Mike. Shout out to my boy, Mike, for standing up for me. Because she he came over and, and she, he's like, hey, uh, she said you won't play her song. I was like, bro, she just told me to stop playing nigger music is what she told me. And he goes, what? That's what she said? I was like, I swear to God. And she said it three times in the same sentence. So please tell her to stop. And I respect Why she's with a black man. Why was she with a black man? And so I, I literally looked at him and I go, I respectfully told her to stop saying that. And I told her I'd still give her her request. But after the third time and, and having her drink over my shit and being disrespectful, I was like, I wasn't handling this. And she literally, he literally looked at her and goes... Do you know who this man is? And, I, and he's like, he's my fucking DJ. And he's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. And the fact that he has that mad face on, he's like, you need to get out of my bar. Literally. Wow. He's like, I'm not having that. He's like, he's like, I know. I was like, bro, I'm not drunk. And he's like, I know you're not drunk. He's like, I'm drunk. <laughs> he's like, and I know what's going on. And so next thing you know, you know, he was like, nah. And she, he's like, I need you to go outside. You know, or whatever. He sent her off. He's like, bro, you want another drink? Are you good? I was like, bro, I'm good. I, I I have no problems, bro. I was like, I'm great. I'm having a great time. I just, I was like, that was just too much. She was being disrespectful. She was in my space, literally. And and she was just being too much. And, and you know, I'm not going to grab her. I'm not going to move her for anyone. Right. But the minute she starts touching stuff or, hurt, or hurting my equipment or hurting me, it's not it's not going to go the right way. So I, I, I was just, I just couldn't believe in the the small time that I've come back, that happened out of nowhere. That's crazy. That shit threw me off. So, <laughs> bro, I and words go a long way. Communication goes a long way. If she would have just came up to me and said, "Oh, you know, hey, nice to meet you." Here's, uh, you know, even if she didn't tip me, which is fine because she wasn't gonna tip me. But right. she was like, "Can you play my? Can you play this song? I want to hear this song, the reggaeton, any reggaeton song." I'm like, "Bet I could do that." She's like, "Whenever you can, please." Or 
If you could do it on the, if she said, can you do it on the next song and tip me? I'd be like, yeah, I got you. No yep. problem. There's a respect thing that has to happen. Right. And she just didn't do any of that. And even the guy was embarrassed. I mean, I think the guy disappeared. I didn't see him the rest of the night because she stood outside and sat on the chair outside because they had like these lounges outside. And she just sat there bitching to everybody about the DJ. And everyone's laughing because they're all like, we all know the DJ. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and so I ignored it because I, at that point, I didn't even care. I was like, I just I just did a great seven hour set. Like nothing's going to fuck my night up. And so I, it, it just. God damn, seven hours. Bro, you, I mean, I've DJed for more, he, he knows, but he knows I'm the worst because I complain about three, four hours. He knows. Yeah, he knows. That. Damn, seven hours? seven hours. I just I had to play everything. That was big money, huh? Mm. <laughs> big money. Oh, no wonder. No, hey, no wonder why he treated me to Denny's the other night. Ah, I see. I see. He was like, damn, he paid for Denny's. I was oh. like, damn. I mean, he's an expensive date. So, you like, know, twelve dollars, you know, <laughs> for real. Nah, man, but you know that that just teaches me that there's a humbling of what we need to. There's like certain things that there's just a respect thing, man. Just respect what we do. It just, we're nice people for the most part. Sometimes the songs you be coming up with us is for the wrong vibe. Sometimes it's out of place. Sometimes we need time to get to it. Sometimes we won't play it because it just doesn't work. Right. And and we'll be honest. At least we'll be honest. But I think DJs should be somewhat transparent about whether or not they're going to play or not play something. Because at the end of the day, those are customers that are coming to that venue that you may or may not be there for all the time. So you want to respect that venue. But at the same time, you don't want them to cross a line with you like, th like this lady did. Right. And I had to involve management for what? I mean, if she had just been nice and I would have given her her song for real, and she didn't have to mess up anybody else's night. I mean, it's, right. it's just, it's pointless. So. That's what happens though when people get intoxicated, man. They start acting stupid. Yeah, and man. I and I have a big rule. Usually, I don't usually drink when I work, but there are some there are certain occasions. But even then, you have to have even as a DJ. And, and don't even listen to me. Don't 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 do as I do. Do as I say. If you can avoid it, avoid it. And especially in a professional setting, if you're doing like a wedding or doing a private party, like don't drink or have one. If respectfully, if the person who's hiring you says have a drink, like a champagne or whatever it is you're doing. But right. you have to learn to be careful and be tolerant and, and just be mindful of your surroundings. Because remember, that girl was on 10 with drinks and I was on like two, you know, so you just have to be you have to be mindful of those situations because you never want to be in the wrong position where you do something wrong or say something wrong, you know, and I, that, that's where I was. I was in a good spot. But some some people, some DJs aren't like that. Some DJs go out to drink and party and, and do their shit. Right. And that's okay. That's I think that's just the nature of like us club DJs or right. DJs who do bars and lounges. But you got to be careful, man. You really do because you never know what happens with these clients. Bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. If you want to make money in this business, man, you got to take it serious. Yeah, just take you it serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to take it serious. You got to be real about it. You got to have at least a, a, at least a smidgen of discipline. Because let me tell you something. It was hard. Like, oh, it's hard but, not to pop off. Yeah, so yeah. you know, just have a have some discipline. You know, be you know, if you can make your invoices, there's things you got to do to be a professional. You got to make invoices. You got to study your craft. You got to do all those those little things, just as you would if you were gonna be a lawyer or a doctor. You want to be the best? Fucking study the shit. Study the shit. Be about the shit. You know what I mean? You got to pay your dues. You know. So um, so yeah, man. Um, you know, 
So I think I think this was a good episode, man. I think you yeah, know. Yeah, I think we I went through a few things. Pretty informative, you know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying we let the people kind of know who we are, and you know, but um, in they, the future, know, now people know if they want to take you on a date, you're only worth twelve bucks. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Denny's, Denny's, Denny's is cool. Denny's is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Denny, I prefer IHOP, but IHOP isn't open twenty four hours anymore. Denny's because of me. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's because it's open 24 hours, right. so we can hit that. Let's, not, let's stop shouting out Denny's. Yeah, yeah, for real. They ain't cutting <laughs> they the check yet. They ain't cutting the check yet. All right, guys. So listen, man. Future In the future, we're going to be coming at you with some gear talk. We're going to be talking to the DJs about uh, new gear, possibly even old gear. It'd be cool to probably, you know, maybe. You know, yeah, bring out the turntable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll bring out the turntable. Oh, turn you, you guys haven't saven. seen his turntable. The techniques. The, you know the, the custom ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Those two. Those two. Oh, those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard him showing out. Got two sets. He's like, oh, I got two, man. So, so, um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have gear talk. We're gonna be talking about gear. We're also gonna be talking about our memorable gigs. I think every, I think, I think we have enough stories. Yeah, plenty of them to there's, to share at least one many. in every episode. So I, I think every if, episode if we had should the time, have like we, that. I would want now. I have like three more on the top of my head that I'm ready. To go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. What? It's, oh, I have five or. Six or seven or eight or DJ nine disasters, uh, client disasters, Plan, plenty of those. Everything you can think about. Yeah, so we'll be talking about that. Um, we'll be talking about DJ setups. We'll let you guys see yeah. our DJ setups. Um, we'll also want to see some of your guys' setups. So if you guys want to send us um, pictures, videos of yeah, your we setups, want, we're learning you know too, I mean? but we also think our shit's the shit. So I don't know. You, we gotta. We gotta yeah. compare, you know. For sure, and we gotta um, talk about music too, right? The yeah, record pools. We're gonna talk about music where you guys can get your music from. Uh, we use a couple pools ourselves. I think that episode is gonna be very important for I think it's a long artists. One. I think it's a long one on its own too. Oh, well, why? Why is that? Yeah. So that episode in particular, the music pool um, episode, is going to be important for music artists, rappers, singers, producers, whoever, because. Um, this is where DJs go to get their music. And so if you're not on these record pools. And almost 70, 80% of them do use record pools. Right, right correct. Yeah. And and so in that episode, we should also talk about why DJs are so important to, to artists still to this day. Because yeah. a lot of artists think that if I just post my shit on um, SoundCloud and YouTube, I'll become famous. Yeah, I think that's an episode the, in its the, own, man. The DJs will help you get to where you yeah, need to be. Of course. All yeah, right. Playing the records. Exactly. And um, so we'll also be talking about, you know, DJ news, other DJs that got things popping off, DJs yeah. that are doing big things. We'll talk you about know. our local DJs. We'll br maybe we'll bring some on here. Uh, yeah, for guests. sure. Yeah. Definitely our roster or anybody we might be able to bring in from. Yeah, we should definitely come interview some of our some Our of own our DJs, boys. see what they have to say. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, they have cool. their own perspective aside from how we feel about them. So I would love to hear their say on us, their yeah. our say on them. How they how they uh, see the DJ industry? I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, so it'll be cool, man. So we hope you guys tune in next time. You know what I mean? We're about to be out of here, man. I'm DJ. I'm DJ 300 International, man. I'm out of here. It's your boy DJ XO. Hey, go follow us on IG, Lamia Event Group on IG. Also follow me, DJ XO. Follow my boy at three DJ 300 Intl as an international. That's who we are. International all the way. Lamia Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out, guys. This is a world premiere. This is a world premiere. I've been through a whole lot. Trial, tribulation, but I know God. Satan wanna.
put me in a bow tie. Pray that the holy water don't go dry, yeah, yeah. As I look around me, so many motherfuckers wanna tell me. But they know me gon' never drown me. In front of a dirty double mirror, they felt me. And I love myself. The world is a ghetto, big guns and dicky Company, what do you want from me and my scars? Everybody lack confidence.